I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. All right. So on the Profit Accelerator podcast here, I need to talk with you about what franchising is, who it's for, what franchises are out there. Is it more than just McDonald's? And tell us who you are, who you serve, and what is this thing called franchising? Ooh, yeah. So my name's Terry O'Donnell. I am a franchise consultant, franchise investor. Um, my husband and I are currently investors in our fourth and fifth franchise brand. Uh, we're investors in a laundromat brand and a healthy pet food brand. Um, yeah, so mm, a little addicted to the industry. <laughs> a little bit of my history, I guess, if we go go way back, uh, I'm a former Marine. I was in the Marine Corps for six years. After I got out of the Marine Corps, I became a banker. And did that for 20 years. And then I discovered franchising. Uh, So we owned and operated a massage therapy franchise brand called Massage Envy. And that was really our foray into franchising. Um, We borrowed the money to get into franchising. We are not independently wealthy. (laughs) But it it was something I personally was passionate about. I love the industry. Um, Massage therapy. I had back surgeries, you know, and massage therapy helped me. Um, so I had gone on an anniversary weekend with my husband. He scheduled a massage for me during the middle of the massage. I started sobbing hysterically and said, I just had an epiphany. The therapist thought she hurt me. And I said, no, I just had an epiphany. I need to have massage therapy in my life more. So I actually couldn't wait to get back and start researching franchise brands, and there actually weren't any. So it was really exciting to be part of the industry that was first to market with a new concept. Super exciting. Anyway, so we owned and operated that for 10 years. We had a manager who ran the day-to-day business, which enabled me to be the room mom to my three kids, got to go on all those uh, you know, field trips, I got to coach some of their sports. Um, So it was really a great place for me as a mom to be present in my kids' lives and still bring some income in. You know, I could have chosen to be an owner-operator and not have a manager run the business, but then I would have been punching a clock. And that's not what I wanted. I didn't want to work for someone else. So over the 10-year period, I was able to take a paycheck and build an amazing culture in our business and then have a beautiful seven-figure exit after 10 years. So our SBA loan was paid off. Anyway, so I love franchising. Um, As a consultant, I love to share some of my my experiences with others so, so they can consider this for themselves. And you know, now we're on a path to help people build legacy wealth. I yeah. work, work with a lot of veterans um, who are transitioning out of the military. 
A lot of them don't want to work for the man anymore. And they're like, okay, now what? They might have a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit, but they don't know where to start. Um, And so anyways, franchising is not only fast food. It's not only McDonald's and Burger King. Um, I actually think the way I like to describe it to my clients is investing in a franchise is actually very similar to buying a house. You identify an industry that you like, and then you start to narrow it down, typically with the help of someone like myself as a consultant. We uh, really kind of discuss what the business might look like, what it looks like day in and day out. Do you want to be an owner-operator? Do you want to work in the business? Or do you want to do it, leverage your knowledge and skills through a manager-run business, which is the path I had chosen? You invest in a franchise similar to buying a house. The cool thing is it cash flows. That investment generates monthly cash flow for you. When you buy a home, that equity sits in the house. It doesn't generate any income for you. So um, anyways, it's an opportunity for people to start to grow and diversify their investment portfolio, and then they can start to scale. I have people that, uh, clients that diversify into other industries. Yeah. So that was a long answer to your Short question. No, that that's a great answer. I have just one question for you. What is the difference between buying a franchise business and buying like the local hardware store when you return home yes. from overseas? So what, like, I hear the word franchise and I'm like, okay, is that like buying someone else's business or, you know, what does that mean? Yeah. So that's absolutely a great question. And this is on a very, very small scale but it's kind of like going to a craft fair and looking at something and say, oh, well, I can make that. I'm not going to pay for that. And then you go home and you never make it. Like mm-hmm. that was me. <laughs> so anyways, um, the the beauty of investing in a franchise versus independent business ownership is that you're surrounded in a community of like-minded people. People that may have faced challenges that you're facing now and you kind of reach out to your neighbors and say, what have you done? You have the support of a very deep franchise system and access to those people to help you solve any issues. Um, So essentially, someone has built the model and done it all for you. They've made the mistakes on their dime. So you don't have to. It's almost a little bit like a Cliff Notes version of business ownership. You know, you're you're investing in a franchise, you're given a playbook, and you execute it. Really, to me, it's kind of that simple. Independent business ownership, there's so many moving parts. Like you have to be a marketing person, you have to be an IT person, you know, you have to be an, an HR person. Oh, and by the way, you have to be an expert in whatever it is you're selling. Clearly, I'm a fan of franchising. I like Cliff Notes version. Give me the playbook. Let me execute it. Right. Yeah, I love this. And I love the idea that if you build a model and the model is successful, that this may be an opportunity for you. And earlier on when we were talking, this is a way that somebody who comes along who builds a model that's not McDonald's or Burger King may be able to grow their business scale 
sell little copies of themselves or duplicates of themselves um, and actually, you know, make more money. Um, and like you said, building that kind of legacy wealth. Can you kind of talk about the other side? So franchising as an investor, you're buying a copy of a business. What if you're on the other side and you want to make copies of your business? So if I have a built a business, but I only have like one location, yeah, uh, well, there is opportunity. Usually what I do um, is coach people to ensure that they have an operations manual. And if your business happens to be a brick and mortar, you want to ensure that you're kind of really taking good notes as you're building the business. So you can then uh, create a construction manual because essentially what people are doing when they invest in a franchise brand, they are investing in all those systems, the manuals, the processes, the playbook. So you want to provide an as easy of a pathway for them to duplicate what you've done. So document, 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 <laughs> but don't overwhelm yourself. And then eventually some of the employees that you have will probably become some of your trainers. As you start to sell your franchise brand and you start to grow it and scale it across the country. Yeah, I tell you, one of the things that struck out for stuck out to me when I was reading franchise books was if I were to build two or three corporate stores, I might be spread so thin and I would have to find employees and I would be responsible for managing all of that versus if I found owner operators, people who were interested in the business. And I had a proven built out way to do this and protect the brand. I would be able to also offer this opportunity for other people to, to be successful doing what it is that we do. And I may not have to do the day-to-day management. Yes. Um, I, I think that's something that if you're listening in and you're like, well, you know, we have five locations, um, and you're thinking about getting any bigger or bigger, you know, the difference between like the corporate store and the franchise store. Can you talk a little bit about what the difference between those are? So the corporate location, one, two, five, ten, whatever that looks like, that's really your proof of concept. So once you have that proof of concept, it gets easier for others to see what you've created. And again, you're selling them the playbook and say, I want you to duplicate this in your hometown or your community. You can build, you know, whatever number of these you can. Uh, but that's essentially what you're doing um, So with a corporate location. This is the model. This is our flagship location. Go build one of these in your community and then, you know, gauge interest and then if it's really super popular, like it's been for you, then they'll go ahead and probably build a second and third location. Right. So anyways, the corporate store is the flagship and the model. Okay. And then the franchise locations are simply clones just- and duplicates of that. So let's get into the other thing about licensing. So what does it take to actually legally, I'm going to say the word legally, become a franchise because I know there are people who will just open other stores, let people run them, and they're not actually a legal franchise. So 
what does a legal franchise take? What is the regulatory environment for that? Because I want to be very, very clear. This isn't like you just pop open something and go, hey, Bubba, give me 50 bucks. You can be a thing too. Yeah, you can duplicate this. Yeah. Well, there there is a document. It's called a FDD, an FDD or a franchise disclosure document. And it can be two to 300 pages long. But essentially, it is a document that's drawn up by an attorney, specifically a franchise attorney. And there are what are called 23 items in the FDD. And that basically spells out what you're getting for your investment, your access to using their logos and their brands, you know, the cost to build the store or invest in the franchise. And then after locations have been open for at least 12 months, their financials may be possibly disclosed in what's called the item 19. So you can start to see what average unit volume is and what all the expenses are. A lot of franchisors actually show what might duplicate a profit and loss statement. So it really makes it very clear on what your expenses are and what your potential revenue can be. So it's it's a great document. I was deer in a headlights for the first one I read, but I love reading them now because I actually understand them. Right, right. And so each one is built very specifically individually for each brand. So yes, they are all customized. In fact, there are um, there is a renewal period for all franchisors, which is in the spring. So they actually need to submit their updated FDD, which might include updated financials, um, you know, open locations, closed locations. Um, those are updated annually by franchisors. Okay. So really anybody can kind of peek behind the curtain and see how franchises are doing before they make decisions. And they probably need to talk to somebody like you before they make decisions. But here's my other question. So you have a portfolio of franchises that you work with people and represent. Besides fast food, what other industries do you represent as far as franchises go? I know there's a lot because I see your face. So what do you <laughs> what do you represent? What can you possibly franchise? You know, there are so many industries. It's incredible. Um, I have clients right now that are investing in a craft brewery. Um, so that's a bigger project, a bigger brick and mortar project requires a little bit more capital injection. Um, as I've mentioned before, laundromats, uh, pet food stores, there's a uh, mobile pet grooming, there are mosquito abatement, there's pest control brands. Um, it, it's like there's housekeeping brands. You know, it's just incredible. There's kitchen remodeling brands, bathroom remodeling brands, plumbing, HVAC, roofing, windows, gutters, you know, just almost, almost every industry has a franchise. So yeah, restoration brands, it's incredible. And some of those require so much smaller of an investment because you're not necessarily investing in a brick and mortar location that needs to be built out. Right. That's really essentially where a large expenses for the brick and mortars. 
But the cool thing is when you have a business, people will see your business because it might be next door to their grocery store. So they'll just naturally stop in and visit that location. Some businesses are a little bit off the beaten path. So you might have to do some additional marketing to drive people to your business. But then there's a lot of service brands where the businesses go out to the locations. It's it's interesting to hear all the way across these industries. And really, if you think about it, all of these business owners just bought a successful model. So like you said, they got the Cliff Notes version, meaning they probably hit the ground running a little faster and they were able to make money a lot sooner because they didn't have to, you know, make all of the on the ground mistakes and all the R&D stuff that people like us make uh, when we're starting new businesses or new concepts, because we, we have made a lot of mistakes. Some of them have been expensive. Oh, well, and I have to say, thank you, Dawn, (laughs) because I'm always on the franchisee side. So I want to thank you as a franchisor (laughs) for making all those mistakes and then sharing your successful business model with me. Right. Yeah. yeah. We, we've probably got about 12 to 18 months to go before I think we're going to be ready, but I think this is really the model that we want to go after. But I, I really thank you for coming on and sharing your perspective, because I think this is, uh, something that we don't talk enough about to other business owners. And it's like, Hey, did you even know this is available? Even if you don't run a food restaurant or you don't own, you know, like a pest control business that they're, like you said, HVAC that you can, you can franchise housekeeping, like all of these different types of businesses. If you have a successful model that you built out over time, you may be able to duplicate that in the things that make you unique in the marketplace, maybe a way for you to build the business and give others the opportunity to have business success following your model. So yes. I, I appreciate this so much. So where can people find you and talk to you and learn more about what you do and how you represent um, franchisees and what's kind of involved where they could learn more? Sure. Well, the name of my company is Prosperity Franchise Group. And they can shoot me an email, T-E-R-I-O at prosperityfranchisegroup.com. Feel free to go to our website. Uh, We also have an amazing Facebook group uh, called Franchise Opportunities USA, where we do share information. We're really trying to educate um, the general public on an opportunity to create passive income streams for themselves. Um, You know, you don't have to quit your job. You don't actually have to work in the business. You typically want to have a great core staff eventually, so you can not work in the business. Uh, But I encourage business partnerships, operating partners. You know, there's a lot of opportunities for people. And it's just, let's have an introductory call. It's nothing to really be afraid of when you're surrounded with smart, like-minded people. Right. Absolutely. Listen, I appreciate so much you coming on here and having this conversation. I can tell you the Profit Accelerator podcast has never had this conversation before. And so I I really appreciate your time. Oh my goodness. It's totally my pleasure. All right. I will talk to you all next time on the next episode of Profit Accelerator podcast. Take care. 
Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you want some more information about me or free resources, please visit my updated website, donkkennedy.com. Follow me on social at donkkennedyxo on Instagram and on Facebook at donkkennedymentor. I'll see you next time.